And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rodham United Podcast, day three of the daily episodes coming at you, um, and it turns out to be a really good idea doing these daily episodes, because every single day there's been movement and changes and information coming out, if we wait till Thursday, we'll miss half of this stuff, um, so Tell my yeah. wife that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going to go through the, today's rumours, today's very, very volatile bookies market in the Rotherham United manager search. Uh, a couple of interviews come from the club, a couple of bits of information from the club. We'll go through all that in the next half an hour or so. Mick is with us. How are you doing, Mick? All right, mate. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Good Danny's man. back with us. How are you doing, Danny? Um, good, thank you. Seeing you more than my kids at the minute, you too. <laughs> you, you, you poor thing. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lewis is with us. Thank you for joining us, Lewis. Pleased to be back on, chaps. Thank you for having me. It's, it, a lot has changed since we last spoke to you. I think it was pre-season when we spoke to you. I think the last time I was on was a pre-season, the, pre, the predictions episode. So, yeah, I missed quite yeah. a lot since since then. Yeah. Really. It's been a roller coaster since then. It's been an as, as, been, as expected, really. <laughs> um, where to start to be honest with you let's mop up the John Brecken interview which they've done with the club first because I think that answers questions that we put forward last night don't it Danny about the coaching staff the setup. it's once again a really really good interview from the club from a football person that just sets out just settles everybody a bit yeah it does uh, it's someone who very very much loves the club Um and yeah, it's just another calm, reassuring voice. Um, and I swear, someone at the club watches these podcasts and uh, writes <laughs> notes about it because more or less all of our questions have been answered from that one interview. The whole thing of you know the contingency plan and this, that, and the other. And by the sounds of it, if we do have Woods and Peltier in the eighteen-man squad, it would be breaking uh, in the technical area, uh, taking things on. 
so yeah, I'm happy that Breckin's come on board. He's someone who knows the job, knows the advice to give out. And um, yeah, he said he watched training on Monday um, and he's just there if Wooden Peltier need him for any guidance or any advice or anything like that. So yeah, thank you very much to Breckin. But the more important thing is he's brought a friend with him to help out, hasn't he? He has. Uh, Mick, Billy Mercer has mm. taken over the role of goalkeeping coach. And, and to be fair, as Breck's point, we didn't really mention this last night, but goalkeeper touch coach is almost a must, really. The players can sort of look after themselves, but there's only three goalkeepers. They need help to be able to actually do the training in terms of personnel. And Billy Mercer's obviously played for the club a while ago. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it sounds from the interview that Billy Mercer's offered his services rather than being asked as well, which... Mm. Which is great, and again, a testament to the club itself and the, the love that some people have for it. Um, he's a good player, Billy. I liked him a lot, um, and, and it's great to have him back. Um, you know, in the fold, even if it's only temporarily. Um, I mean, I, you talked earlier on about the betting odds. Well, Billy Mercer is uh, Sean Dyche's goalkeeping coach. <laughs> Read into that what you will. Just saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Where's my tinfoil at? Hang on. <laughs> To be fair, people have been asking for Sean Dice, so you know. So get yourself on Sky Bet. See what can we get now? What else can we get on Sean Dice? Let's see if they come in after tonight. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you trying to move the market, Mick? Listen, I wouldn't be so crass if that's the right <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, it's not on list. You get Sam Allardyce for hundred to one if you fancy it. I'd, um, yeah, I talked about chewing one of my own arms off last night, didn't I? I think we'll we'll, we'll go down that route again, do we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, as mentioned in the comments, uh, as Mitch just mentioned, he is the goalkeeping coach for Sean Dyche. So it is obviously only going to short-term job. Whenever Sean Dyche gets back in football, from what John Breckin said, Billy Mercer will be back on his way again. And that's sort of fine, because manager, whichever manager comes in will want his own staff anyway. Um, so that sort of makes perfect sense to me. Lewis, obviously, this is the first time we've spoken to you since since the incident happened, since the changeover. What's been your thoughts and feelings of the last, well, nearly seven days now since it all happened? It's a, well, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? As you would expect with anything to do with Rotherham. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new, news came out just before I went to Paris and all this, that was nice, nice. Holiday uh, <laughs> ruined. A, a nice vibe breaker before I went away. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm uh, still a bit gutted, to be honest. After watching, I, I, I was working early, so I had Sky Sports news on. Mm. And Paul Warren popped up with his uh, press conference, and I tried to avoid it, but it was just on, so I just couldn't. I had to watch it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, happy, I'm happy for Warren. There's is no yeah. one deserves a job better than more than him, but it's just a bit, still a bit fresh into it. But we we move on. We, we, mm. We're not defined by a manager. We're just um, we'll, we'll find someone better, hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've muted Derby County and everything. DCFC, yeah, it's all muted on my Twitter now. <laughs> Can't bear it. Can't bear it. Um, we've got a few people with us: Damien Dunkley, Scott Grundy, S64 Miller, Chris Sanderson, Sean Green, YouTube user. Um, Scott Grundy says JB John Brecken is a superstar. Yes, he is. S64 Miller, Lewis, she's got some of your artwork. Oh, I'm at the game on Saturday, so I'll. Trying, I'll get in touch with you. Pick it up. You <laughs> we, we like to be helpful on the podcast. That's one way we can help. <laughs> Just a bit of admin in the, in the way there. 
Gene <laughs> um, Caitlin says, if Brex is in the dugout, we should all get the red gloves back on. Like it's like yes. <laughs> yes, I love that <laughs> idea. Um, Jamie says, who will look after on Saturday if we don't have a manager yet? It would still be... I, I think Woody would take the, the title of interim or caretaker, whatever you want to take, which he doesn't officially have yet, I don't think. And then Brex would really realistically be making the decisions. You never know. As a one-off occasion, he may bring help in to help on the bench like Ronnie or something like that, as, as like a helping out in the dugout type thing. Uh, nobody get excited. They're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Although in the interview, he didn't exactly say no. He said he might be a bit past it for playing, but he left the door open for the other one. Yeah, And good news, Rick, he got a free pair of boots out of it. So if nothing else, he's got a free pair of boots. So... Good on I, think, I mean, to be fair, though, I think everybody in Rotherham would give Breck a, f- a free pair of boots if they could. <laughs> yeah, probably would. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, where are we in comments and stuff? So, Scotty Price, let's go with Scotty Price. Evening, lads. Bonnet is now the favourite for the job. It's changing daily. Still wouldn't surprise me if nobody's on the betting list. We say this every day, and people still keep telling us we know that the betting odds aren't set in stone. We know that they're not completely stuff to rely on. It's just the best guideline we have because we don't have inside information. So this is why we're going to use this information. But <laughs> what a roller coaster of a day it's been of Bucky odds. First thing this morning, we woke up and Dean Holden was one to nine, which for anybody who doesn't know Bucky's odds, that means it's a nailed on, it's a certainty. And then as the day gradually went went by, that started getting closer and closer to evens and Mark Bonner started getting closer and closer to evens and, They've just crossed in the night, really. Um, Dean Holden is now not odds on favourite. Mark Bonner is now odds on favourite with Bet Victor and somebody else will not name check of gamble responsibly and everything like that, which we will always say on this because we don't promote it. Uh, Mick, you have better knowledge of the better booking or bookies odds. Bookies do know, bookies have information because people bet on them. So that's why they're a guideline. But this has been a strange day for the odds. It has, it has. The first thing to bear in mind with bookies' odds, particularly bookmakers, is that they make it look like there's a more realistic chance of something happening than there actually is. Hmm. Uh, that's that's how they make their money. Um, and the other thing to understand is if one one price moves inwards, another another one's going to move outwards. Hmm. Um, so the movement could be just money being put on one. One person, or move another another set of odds in, or another set of odds out, for example. So, um, I'm not suggesting. I don't think that the bookies have got any inside information, but you never know. You never know. Um, it's a very small market, and that's the key to this in terms of whether you can trust the odds or not. So, there's very little liquidity in this market at, at all. So, a, a ten pound bet is going to move the odds, you know. Um, whereas on Grand National, a hundred thousand pound bet wouldn't possibly wouldn't move the odds if that kind of makes the gives, mm. gives it sort of a, an indication. So um, it, they're not reliable. However, however, what I would say is when you've got two slash three people streets ahead in terms of in terms of the odds, then you can be pretty certain that those three are the, are the main are genuinely the main sort of targets, if you like. And which is basically what we've got in it. Uh, yeah, we've got two, haven't we? We've only got yeah. two out, outright favourites, Dean Holden and Mark Bonner. We've been told there is a third. The information we have is there is a third man being interviewed for the job. The interviews have happened today, apparently. 
that was been uh, told by Rob State and tweeted that out saying that the, the interview just started today earlier than we expected. Three, we're expecting three names. I think they've all been done today. I don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they've, they've been done today, which now moves on to the decision making process. Who the third man is, we will sort of find out. Probably won't. If we don't get a job, we won't find out, will we? Um, <laughs> you know, what you might find tomorrow is that they've done two interviews today, Bonner and um, Holden. Dean Holden. And tomorrow, a third person might come into the running and that be the, the person who's interviewed tomorrow. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we're going to concentrate. I think we've talked about Holden a little bit. We haven't really talked about Mark Bonner in a bit more detail, so we are going to talk about it. And this is not because he's got the job. We don't know. Um, <laughs> this is just because we haven't really talked about it. Dave Park says, have we heard the rumour that Barnes had an interview today? That is the general rumour that him and mm. Holden have had an interview today, plus maybe another. Um, Mark Bonner-Lewis, well, I'm not going to sit and pretend we know loads about him. I know that we played them three times last season and uh, Cambridge were managers, and I was more impressed with Cambridge than any other team in League One last season. I thought all three occasions they were excellent. Uh, I know from listening to people who know things, that Mark Bonner is a very impressive person in terms of the way he speaks, the way he conducts himself. I know that Cambridge fans like him a lot. That's just about enough for me to say, yeah, I'm happy if he comes in. How do yeah. you feel? Yeah, definitely. I said tweets earlier after it came out that, um, I can't remember what it's called, the Talk Sport reporter said he's been he's a serious contender and that he'd be my pick because after last season, they were, they were, I think they were definitely the best team that we played against. Considering how the thing they'll finish 14th in the league, oh, yeah. and they should have been way higher than that from what we've seen from them. <clears throat> and they've had a good, I think, the, I think the seventh in the league now, so they've had a good start, mm. which is higher than they should be given their uh, the budget. Really, um, I did a bit of research today. He's been with them from since 2011, and he's had roles in the academy, and then he was a caretaker for for a while, and then assistant, and then now manager. Uh, so he's still he's still relatively inexperienced, but from everything you hear about him from fans and media, it's it's all very, very positive. Mm. So, uh, yeah, mm. I, th- I think it'd be a great appointment. Did yeah. you see the uh, the Cambridge fans on Twitter um, <laughs> uh, saying Bonner is Rotherham, scum and this, that and other, and everyone completely missed the scum part and just went, oh, such and such, getting the badge in. You know, and it all turned into this light-hearted thing. Um, yeah. So he is obviously very, very fond of... Uh, to the Cambridge fans, isn't he? Both mm. because he's from there and because he has done a stellar job, like say Lewis, and he got promoted with him in the COVID season from League Two. And just having a look at his manager stats, granted this is Wikipedia, by the way, because I'm not professional like some people are in this call, Matt. Um, <laughs> his winning percentage over both caretaker and permanent manager roles is 45.5%, which isn't bad. That's at all. Over how many games? Um, including his ter- ter- caretaker spell, uh, he's managed 134 games, 61 well, wins, 27 yeah. draws, 46 considering, losses. Considering there's a season there with the bottom half of the table as well. Mm. Mm. That's, yeah. not, that, that's not bad at all. No, no, not at all. I think that impressed me most about him last season, Mick, when we played Cambridge, is there was a lot of teams last season, both home and away, that did Wickham. They, they sort of sit in, they make it, made it very difficult for us to play football because we were one of the best teams in the league. I understand why teams did that. 
Cambridge matched us and tried to give us a game and did give us a game by not doing that. Mm. They came and had a pop and made yeah. life very difficult for us. And that's what strikes me as a bit more exciting than, than sort of anybody else is that he didn't seem to care. It don't matter if it's Rotherham United with Dan Barlas or Chio and Michael mm. Smith. I'm just we're just gonna have a go and play our own game and and cause you problems. And how they lost all three games, I, I'm not sure I'll ever know to be honest with you. No. Um, but that the, the way they did it impressed me more than the actual um, results and anything else. We said it at the time when we played them. Each game that we played them, um, the, the away game were a bit were a bit a bit drab to be fair. But certainly the two games at New York. Were, were, they were excellent. They were absolutely head and shoulders above anybody else we played last season at New York Stadium for me. Um, so, and, and and you know they've got some exciting young players as well. Which you know, you know we're threatening that um, that Derby might come in for all hours, despite the fact that they can't buy any players. Uh, so that's not going to happen. Uh, but you know, there, there might be some coming the other way should he get the job as well. So. I'm, I'm, I'm. We mentioned him right from the start. I think it was Will that, that initially mm. put his name forward during one of the podcasts shortly after Warney left. Um, and, and I'm, I, for me, I think he would be my choice. Um, from the little that I know, um, out of the three or two that are that are up there. Yeah, no, I, I think I probably, I think I probably agree with it on that one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On Chris Anderson, on a slightly different topic goes, the dream is on Saturday would be that Woody is in a suit on the touchline and then in the second half, rip it off like Superman and come on to start the win. <laughs> and obviously do a dance. Uh, yeah. That would, that would be yeah, pretty amazing, to be honest with you. Impressive. Uh, we can dream. We can dream, can't we? Uh, Neil Bolton says Ainsworth, apparently Gareth Ainsworth wanted full control, but Tony Shute would not give it to him, so he's out. Three interviews done: Bonner, Alden, and Rossinia. He thinks is the third. Ooh. Can you see that with Gareth? Can anybody see that with Gareth Ainsworth? I've read that before. What does that mean? What full control? Yeah. Well, it, it so right like chances and stuff. Full control, really, didn't he? Yeah. Basically, 
Yeah, well, Rob, Rob Scott collected the target, so I imagine mm. Paul Warren had the final say who we actually went for, mm. I, I guess. Mm. I, I've read it a couple of times and it just it struck me that when I, you know, again, there, I, I, I get the point, but I'm not really sure entirely what that means. Mm. Um, I don't know, anyway. Good matter. Hopefully, hopefully that is the case and, and he's, 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 not, he's not running anymore. Yeah, don't know how many back from that. Mark, 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 Mark Bonner, he's been a Cambridge fan since night. So, yeah, we spoke to Henry Wilson last year. We did when we did scout report with Cambridge. The story of Mark Bonner is an exceptional story. Um, mm. he, he was a fan, he was a fan, he was, he was on the terraces as, um, as a child, as a, as, a, as a season ticket holder, didn't play professional football, decided he wanted to be a coach, worked his way up through the academy of coaching Cambridge United's academy. I think he left to go somewhere because Cambridge shut down their academy. A few years later, came back as one of the first team coaches, then took over as caretaker manager and has now got a manager. The story is amazing. Um, and that, that, that shows, Danny, that shows he's not relying on his playing experiences. He's not got a job because he's a Cambridge legend as a player. He's had to work, he's had to put graft in there to get the job. And that tells me that he's not going to just come in and sit in his laws. If he does come here, if it's not, even though we're not his club, he's not clearly not the type of guy just to sit around and hope it goes well. Mm. Yeah, I think as well, um, not just his own experience, having worked his way up from the ground up effectively with Cambridge, but by the sounds of it, he's also got quite an experienced team behind him as well, because uh, his assistant at the minute is Gary Waddock, I think that's how you say his surname, who has got a fair pedigree of clubs that he's played for, mm. like Queen's Park Rangers, Bristol Rovers, Luton Town, um, even had a spell in Belgium as well. Andrews Republic of Ireland international, so he's been about a bit as well. This this is just in just the thing of we've lost more or less our entire coaching staff. So would Mark Bonner bring his coaching staff to us and work on it there um, with the same team? And he's also got Barry Corr as first team coach, and Martin Davis as his goalkeeper coach. Oh, Barry Corr, yeah. did he? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he were on loan. Back in mid two thousands, I think. Did not it? what, not what Wikipedia I'm, says. I'm thinking Barry Conlon. I think. Uh, he had a brief spell at Sheffield Wednesday, Barry Cor. Uh, back in 05 to 07. We don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Marty Davis was never a professional goalkeeper, but played a lot of games for Cambridge City um, before hanging up his boots. So I don't know if that would be Mark Bonner's team if he came here. Sounds like he's got a good unit with him, though. Mm. Um, yeah, very interesting. Although I would want to keep the fellow Brex uh, brought as our goalkeeper coach. Keep Sean Dyche out of work for a little bit. Let him be our goalkeeper coach and away we go. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, people are right. We've got Neil Fox in the comments saying we don't know if Bonner's gone for it yet. We don't. You're right. Mm. We don't know for certain. But all we're not. This isn't just root, this isn't just Bucky's route. When you look at everywhere on Twitter, again, can't always be trusted. But everywhere, Alex Crook, who, who broke mm. the Paul Warren story, he, he broke Paul Warren leaving Rotherham United, has said that uh, Mark Bonner is basically the favourite or one of the favourites for the Rotherham United job. That's good enough for me, to be honest with you. Um, that says we were moving in the right direction um, in terms of trying to appoint somebody. To be honest with you. Uh, anything else we want to talk about on Mark Bonner? We've mentioned quite a lot. Again, we may not even turn up, to be honest with you. Anything else you want to mention on him? No. Let's, let's go away and see, haven't we? 
Mm. We'll wait and see if it's been there today. If that's true, we'll see. Mm. Yeah, we will see. Um, the people in the comments sort of saying that but well, Paul didn't have control. There was a transfer committee that blocked and did mm. transfers. Not uh, really a transfer committee. It's just that him, Richie, uh, Hammy and Woggy all had to agree on the transfer for it actually to go through. Yeah. That's what... They mean by it's not really one had ultimate decision of who he wanted, but it had to be a complete collective dis, collective yes if they were to go for it. So, like I say, we blocked Stockton and Grig. We were never in for Stockton, and Grig. Yeah, there were a couple no's in there, so we didn't bother. That's all that is. It's not really a transfer committee because we aren't run by committee anymore. Because last time that happened was in the thirties. So, anyway, <laughs> um, Phil Oxford is reaching. Sorry, I expect that the the, the 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 sort of intimation there is that um, the non-football inside have had an input into it as well. <clears throat> I assume that that's what the implication is within that mm. that sort of um, that view. I, 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 surely you would expect um, Rob Scott to have had an input into mm. who came, who didn't. Tony Stewart will obviously have an input into it in terms of a, from a financial point of view. So, so there's there is a a group of people, all of whom will have to have an input and say yeah or nay on any transfers. But that that applies to every club. I don't think that's anything that's unique to Rotherham United. Um, mm. So who knows? Who knows? And, and to be fair, it's worked quite well. Our yeah. transfer business has been pretty good. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Phil Oxley says we seem to be favour favour of Bonner on a couple of based on a couple of games. Do we need a more experienced appointment now, or do we do we still want to solidify? Uh, an interesting question, Lewis. Uh, do we experience isn't necessary? Experience isn't everything. Obviously, it helps, but if you've got somebody who who the, who the club think is you know ticks all the boxes in terms of Mark Bonner or Dean Holden or whoever else it may be, is experience that important? I don't think so. I think it's it depends what um, you're looking for. Really, you look at Warren; he had no experience at all, and look how he ended up. But I know it's a this a um, it's like a bizarre situation with Warren, I suppose. But um, it shows that you don't have to. The experience isn't always the answer. Mm. Um, and Stewart's already said they want someone with who was young and enthusiastic, and that Bonner certainly fits that. And he's got after only. T- Two and a little bit of years in management, he's got a great pedigree already. Mm. Um, I know there's an argument he's not managed in the championship before, but with the budget we've got, we're not going to be able to attract the the Sean Dyches of the of this world. We're going to have to take a little bit of punts, I think, if we're going to um, kick on. It might not work, but we've, that's I think that's in position we need to be in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah, there's no real movement tonight. Rob Edwards, the Rob Edwards link hasn't gone anywhere. I think he's second or third favorite for the Colchester job. Oddly enough, that, that'd be a very strange one. Um, <clears throat> don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll sort of keep an eye on that. The, the, again, there's no rumors. Other than it'd be nice to interview him, there's been no rumors of any substance um, of that. Uh, we've got a comment saying, Mick, I'll give this one to you. If we don't need experience, give it Woody. Simple. <clears throat> I would I would disagree with that. We need an ex- somebody who's got management experience, coaching experience. Woody hasn't got that, unfortunately, at the moment. He will have, 
I have no doubt whatsoever he will become a football league manager, whether it be at Rolling United or or somewhere else in the future, manager slash coach. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that. Um it, it, it's 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 about the level of experience that you need and but that's only part of the job, isn't it? You know, it, it's about it's about your ability. Pure mainly it's all about ability ultimately. Um mm. yeah, yeah, experience is is, is important. Um, but but it's about ability and and ambition and whether you're going to be able to motivate the players, whether you're going to be able to tactically, whether you're tactically aware, all these things. There's many many parts of it. I don't think necessarily it needs to be um, championship experience or Premiership experience or or whatever. Um, it, it's it's about the experience as a manager, as a coach, rather mm. than necessarily. At what level? And I'm not obviously I'm not talking about somebody who's coached Red Lion for three weeks on a Sunday morning. But you know what I mean. You know where I'm coming from. Um, and yeah, Bonner is inexperienced in terms of he's only been at it a couple of three seasons, but he's worked his way up over 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 his albeit short adult life. You know, uh, it's been his life. So he had, he is an experienced coach. So whereas. Woody, unfortunately, at this stage, not yet, but he will be. And there's absolutely no doubt about that in my mind, none at all. Mm. I agree. It comes back as a couple words facetious, but yeah, I think it's still a point that some people will make. It is a point because, yeah. you know, well, for all those things we just said there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, is there any other names that have shouted out to you, Danny? Make is there anybody else who you think? Oh, I'll lose yours to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, anybody else that sort of jumped out? Dean Alden. I don't know enough about him, and I, I, I have not found another image positive information other than his win ratio was very good for a short period of time. That's sort of where we sit with him, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you say about names shouting out. Um... <laughs> I had a discussion with a mate at uni yesterday, Matt Taylor, purely because my mate supports Exeter City and he, he did actually uh, do his experience, well, his, his placement experience with them last year. So that would be very funny um, to have Matt Taylor and he's like, oh, Matt Taylor's doing well for older and just him seething with anger. So that is the only <laughs> other name I'd, I'd chuck in at the minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was, there was, there was, Go on, sorry. I'm going to say he came steaming in on the odds, didn't he? And then... Seems to have bottomed out a little bit, but you know it might be that it's from Exeter, so he couldn't get up on a Tuesday after after his phone call on Monday. Um, so you know we might see his odds coming in tomorrow uh, if he if he is indeed on the on the short 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 list. Mm. Yeah, shotgun. Alfie said we mentioned yesterday. Alfie says that Holden's a good fit. Yeah, it is, and we trust Alfie in this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Louis, any other names that you've sort of seen on the list that you thought, oh, they might be good, or do you think that maybe the opposite? Maybe you think that we definitely don't want to open these two away from them. Um, I thought I weren't too fussed about Paul Hurst at this point, to be honest. Mm. I always return to Grimsby and done a decent job, but I think we're a bit we need something a bit more than that at the moment. Um, and I like Rob Edwards, but I, I couldn't really see it after we just came out of Watford. Uh, but again, that we mentioned that about Colchester, that seems even weirder. Personally, I thought I thought <laughs> I thought Cardiff might have been a shout for him. I know they're still mm. looking, aren't they, for someone? Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, really, I think 
the ones at the top now are the preferred ones, really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it does seem that way. Um, I think we've, we've t- talked about everything. Is there anything else mentioned? We talked about managers. Uh, Danny, do you want to give us some information about the charity game back in July? Yes. Um, we've finally got the total together. That's both um, on the day through the raffle, uh, the auction that we did for the Kelbrook signed love and the sign of United football and um, the money from Grace Kelly's prints that were sold on the day as well. And the grand total is £1,900 for Rotherham Hospice. Like it. I like it a lot. Not not well, bad for a little kickabout in a field, is it, lads? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Very well done to everybody involved in that. And like I said, Danny, like Danny says, we follow them on Twitter and Facebook for next year's. That's cool. Yeah, we'll be looking around the same date next year. But yeah, thank you to everybody who raised money, attended, donated, everything. Thank you so much. Hope to be even bigger and better next year. Mm. Absolutely. We'll finish on one last question from Mike the Mill. We'll go around the table. Uh, Mike Miller says, if they ask the candidates what is their ambition for the club, what do they say? Do they say consolidate the championship? Do they say to go to the Premier League? What do we think that Tony Stewart would want to hear? Good question. That's a good question. Mm. <laughs> uh, Mick, I'll start with you. If you're, you're Mark Bonner or Dean Holden, if you're asked that question, what, what, what do you see for Rotherham United's future? What do you see for Rotherham United's future? Um, I'm cheap. <laughs> I think that's probably what, what Big Tony wants to hear. I'm not spending any money, mate, and I'm cheap. Um, I mean, the, the obvious answer at the moment: short-term consolidation in this division, strengthen the squad, and push on. Um, and 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 who knows where you're going to end up? There's no certainties, obviously, in football. Um, but as a chairman, he's, he's always said his aim is to get this club in the Premier League. I accept it's a pipe dream for most of us and, and it, it probably will, in all reality, remain a pipe dream. However, you've got to aim somewhere and uh, that's obviously the ultimate aim for every club in for all sort of 72 Football League clubs, isn't it? Um, and if I'm going in there with that job, that would be my ultimate aim. Mm. Fair enough, Lewis. Yeah, I think I think Stuart said earlier this season he wants to consolidate this year. They'll kick on a little bit next year towards mm. mid table, upwards of mid table, and third year that's would be the Premier League push, which again is a bit of a pipe dream at this moment in time. But you like to hear as a fan, don't you, to mm. get excited? But <laughs> so I think that will be exactly what Stuart wants to hear. Um, consolidation to begin with, because it's. Changing mind in mid season, even despite our positive start, mm. is troubled always. It can go badly and it could go, could go well. Um, so consolidation to begin with, then we can, we can start dreaming, can't we? Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Danny, just about the same, yeah, probably. Um, keep us in the league this season, have a contingency plan in place for next season if it doesn't happen. Um, and potentially develop the youth system a bit more in future. I know Ramwood doesn't quite accommodate the youth system that Warney would have liked and potentially the new manager would like. So I believe Cambridge have got a fairly good um, youth system. I know 
Dean Holden at Bristol City have a fairly good youth system and Exeter have an excellent youth system. So they probably want to consolidate that as well, but we'll maybe look for a future site. So that could be like a five-year plan thing, for example. Um, but yeah, consolidate for this season, have a continuously plan for next season in League One and in the Championship already in place, I think. Yeah. But for the least money possible, because then they've got the job straight away. There you go. <laughs> uh, somebody's put on Twitter, what about Lee Johnson? Little Lee, John, I mean, Lee Johnson. Um, he is in a job, again. to be fair. Uh, he's in the Hibs job. And even if he well, wasn't... that's a, It's a blade. It's, a, it's United. I always put that, isn't it? Is it? I think so. I read it earlier on. I just come on. Anyway. I, hope it's a, I hope it's one of them anyway. I hope it's some scare. Yeah. We really don't. Sorry, I don't. No, he's a Rotherham fan. Uh, no, we don't want Lee Johnson. Even if he was available, I want Lee Johnson. Streaky Lee. It's not <laughs> four past three in the three. Bless him. After, after all, stick with giving me. It's a bit like Carl Robinson. If he ever became a manager, he probably wouldn't be a good look for us. Um, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. he's a lovely bloke deep down. Probably. He's just a shot on the outside. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll cap, crack, cap it there. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please do subscribe if you, haven't, if you haven't already. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, wherever, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will be back again on what day is it? We'll be back again on Wednesday evening on live on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Uh, Kev Johnson and Will Daniels will be joining us on that one. Uh, we may even, have, who knows, we may have an appointment. Um, or if not, we'll be back again on Thursday where we may have an appointment. You never know. Um, <laughs> we're back are... again on Friday where we might have an appointment and then maybe <laughs> cry because there isn't one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we will please subscribe if you're listening on the audio. Please listen, uh, or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are. We're nearly in the top 100 soccer podcasts in the UK. So if you can, please download, keep downloading. We might even be able to get in top 100. Who <laughs> knew all you had to do were get to get in top 100, were do a podcast every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get, get your club to sack the manager. Do a podcast every day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. One, he does a favour, I tell you now. He does a massive favour. It's been a pleasure. Mick, Danny, uh, Lewis. I keep trying to call you Will. I'm sorry, Lewis. I keep saying Will. (laughs) Lewis, it's a pleasure to have you back. Um, (laughs) Thanks again, chaps. (laughs) I'll be all again soon. Thank you very much, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye. Vicious. Wood's got around the back, and Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United, halfway back to the championship, is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.